Welcome to Remain. We're Arn and Trina. This one is for the weary, those still in the middle of their story of marriage, ministry, or chronic illness. This is a call to remain. Welcome to episode 25. Now, I have to admit, of all the podcasts out there that I record, this is definitely my favorite. That you record? How many podcasts are you on? Uh, that, that was it. That was yes, the joke. Yes, I get it. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm tired and cranky. Thanks for asking. How are you? We're tired. The little one is not sleeping. We were hoping to record this um, over the weekend, but it just didn't work out. I think just no. life got in the way. Not life. Our little one had other plans. Yes. <laughs> so, um, once more, this is not uh, perfect. This is not going to be neat and clean and structured. Once more, we're um, at a place that we're weak and, and kind of vulnerable and we want to be honest. But I think being honest is something that we've tried to do from the beginning of our podcast. Yes. So, if you need real life, you're welcome because this is about real life and all the fluff not sorry without all the fluff is what i mean this is real life without all the fluff that makes real life look pretty and cute and puts a bow on it um we the bow fell off so yeah i mean to show you how what like a difficult time this has been for us our fish tank is not very clean right now. Now, now the fish is a metaphor for life. So we got our firstborn, um, this one beta fish, was it last year for his birthday? Well, and it's not the only thing he got. That sounds horrible. We didn't just get him a fish for his birthday. No, that would be pretty kind of fishy. <laughs> <laughs> so this fish that I don't know why, the name is Gonzo. You don't know why? I don't remember why. Mr. I love the Muppets. We should like support the Muppets. Is Gonzo a Muppet? Oh, <laughs> don't even. This is like a whole thing. I hate the Muppets. You love the Muppets. You got our firstborn to enjoy the Muppets. So he named the fish Gonzo. The theme of this podcast is marital conflict. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So the fish tank uh, is dirty. And uh, poor Gonzo. And we walk by it and we see it. But cleaning the fish tank is Requires not... Requires way too much energy and, and effort. And sorry, Gonzo, you are not on... You're not high up on the to-do list. Um, and so he just kind of sits there. And, and once in a while, we still clean. But I think the dirty fish tank says something about life. Does it not? It says something really depressing about life. I, no. But it's a metaphor. <laughs> yes, it is a metaphor. So on this podcast, we try to talk about the hard seasons and our aim, our intent is to encourage those who are facing hard seasons. And we've talked about that in general. We've talked a lot about um, health issues in our story. But today we wanted to touch upon the issue of marriage. Well, more specifically, kind of, we're just going to talk a little bit about our story uh, because we haven't talked about our marriage story at all, like our how we met story and all that stuff. Um, but the reason why we're talking about it is we kind of just want to focus on uh, this one 
real kind of like main idea. And today's podcast is about when good things can also be hard things and how that is okay. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. We, we originally had some ideas of uh, talking about um, just difficult seasons in marriage and expectations and so on. But then we thought, wait, why don't we do that next week or the week after and share a little bit about our story. Now, um, there's a lot that we can say, but we, we want to just kind of focus on this one point, the good and the hard um, of our story and how those two come together. Um, the good and the hard are not mutually exclusive. Um, they can kind of be together in the same story at the same time. And so we want to take this time to uh, reflect, to uh, remember, to retell the story, uh, because I think that's retelling our stories is just good for our hearts. Uh, but also we want, again, to be an encouragement. Um, and so this is, is this just for married people to listen to? No. No. <laughs> I think this is important for anyone, um, those who are married, uh, those who've been married, uh, those who are not married, those who want to be married, um, even I think teens and college students, you know, this is there's something very important there as well. Um, and, and again, because marriage, we believe, is a picture of the gospel, there's a lot more to marriage than just marriage, because in the end, um, it says something about our knowing of who God is. Yes, it does. All right. Let's get started, right? Yes. It all started in... <laughs> Actually, it didn't. Don't do that. Because apparently it all started in 2015. Sorry. What? 2015? <laughs> 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 this is how tired I am. Uh, it all started in 2005, but it really didn't. Because Aaron does not remember meeting me in 2001. You didn't think I was going to bring that up, did you? But I just did. You are cleaning Gonzo's <laughs> tank. <laughs> anyway, so it all started in 2005 when I ended up in the U.S. from Australia for the summer uh, to lead VBS Vacation Bible School at our sister church in L.A. And... The story of how I came here is interesting because I believe that I came here against my will. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm just cracking myself up. But um, yeah, I was very adamant that I was not coming to America to do ministry because it was unnecessary in my opinion. Um, and I had plans to go elsewhere to do a mission trip and all of those plans fell apart last minute. And in a very interesting way, God opened the door for me to come here and I kind of, kind of just obeyed because I felt like that's what I had to do, even though I didn't want to come to America. Uh, and Aaron was actually basically the boy next door. <laughs> But more than that, isn't it true that when you landed, someone gave you a piece of paper with oh, some don't, names? Don't, don't even know. We're not doing that. Just Wasn't my name on that list? <laughs> okay, now we're even. No. <laughs> you can't talk about that on the podcast. 
So I was the boy next door because your relative's church was right next to just on the other side of the block of the church that I was serving at and from. Yeah, so he was he was not the boy next door. He was the youth pastor next door. So, yes, yes. And um, there is so much to this story that we're not going to do it justice. And since Aaron just mentioned about his name being on a paper, just as a disclaimer, I was not out here to, like, find him or anything like that. Somebody wrote a list before I came of eligible bachelors mm. <laughs> and gave it to me. And at the airport, they gave it to me at the airport. And at the airport, I glanced at the list. I ripped it up and I threw it in the trash. Wow. Yes. Just so it doesn't <laughs> look like because that was my whole thing was I was not coming to America at the age of 21 to ever meet anybody. That was like I was adamantly not doing that. Neither was I. I was in grad school and I was very tired. I was very busy. I was very involved at church. I was in the middle of all these difficult classes. You basically had a 15-year plan. And my intention was to finish grad school and start working and then to consider um, finding that right person. And so my plans got disrupted. I'm sorry for disrupting your best laid plans. <laughs> and so it was in the summer of 2005 um, that uh, Trina came and visited and we were introduced kind of very uh, kind of casually because you knew of some people there and you were visiting and we just talked a couple minutes and that was it right yes it was a very brief kind of random random <laughs> meeting um, and then, and then God was kind of, I think, really at work behind the scenes. Just, just say it. I was what? Just say it. It's what? okay. Say <laughs> the word. What was I? I was quiet and I was distant. I was. Just say it. It's no, okay. That, that was not on the first meeting I had with you. Well, oh, in the coming weeks, yes, okay. you thought, so just I, say it. It's okay. I was interested in Aaron. Um, I don't even know why. That's why it was like we had such a brief first meeting and then we didn't really even talk after that. But there was something about him that really sparked my interest. That's a whole nother long story um, and some interesting prayers and whatnot. But just to suffice it to say, I was interested and I didn't want to speak to him because I was like, if he's interested, he needs to make the first move and so I just ignored him and basically I was here for three months for about two of those months just more say two, it. two and a it's half okay. of those Do months it. just say it he completely ignored me okay yeah, yeah okay I said it. there you go okay Do you feel better now okay cleaning gonzo and dishes tomorrow <laughs> that's what you have <laughs> that's why I buy paper plates <laughs> I was very very scared. I was very nervous. I was very interested, but very nervous. And so to all the introverts out there, I hear you. The To all the men who act like Mr. Darcy and do these like long stares across the room, but never approach the girl, Aaron has your back. <laughs> I have ardently loved you is that what he says <laughs> ardently is that even a word he does say ardently you have bewitched me no, that's soul in the, that's in the short version though. in the short 
and so sorry and now so, we're quoting pride and prejudice yes that is where we've come actually that is part of our story too it is at some <laughs> point in the relationship uh trina was visiting and i found out that watching the bbc six hour version was part of the filtering process it was part of the way to my heart <laughs> yes and so we watched maybe about an hour and i said we need to stop and and just take a break an hour I you don't remember like 10 minutes. You would watch it 10 minutes at a time and be like, OK, we're done for tonight. And but I finished it. It took me eight weeks to finish the six hour version. But I, I did. <laughs> By the way, it's not really fair that I, I, I have been compared to Darcy for all these years. Mr. Darcy is like mm-hmm. first it was Darcy and then it's the captain from the Korean soap opera. Yes. <laughs> I'm going there. By the way, it's quite interesting when over the last few weeks, a few people have pulled me aside Random and said... people have come up to us. And said, what <laughs> is this Korean soap opera? I'm like, oh, so you finished episode 20. <laughs> um, but I found out that uh, Trina was leaving. And again, I, I didn't have... I confess, I had no intention of asking her out. I was incredibly <laughs> scared. I didn't even know that she was leaving right around that time. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> and so when she told me, by the way, I'm going to be leaving. Oh, oh, this is because Aaron never spoke to me. And then it was the last week when I was leaving and I went to Bible study and he was teaching. And then he was like near the door and I was like, uh, okay, I haven't spoken to him. Should I just at least say bye? Cause I'm never going to see him again. And so I walked over to just say bye. And I said, okay, like I'm leaving in two days. Take care. It was nice to meet you. And then. We, it was not near the door. It was near the front. I was putting the computer away. I remember exactly. So you're saying I walked all the way back up to the back of the room to talk to you? To the front of the, the room. front of the room? Yes. Really? Yes, I, I was I, worth I, it. <laughs> and so I said, please, are you free tomorrow? I would love to take you out for lunch. And she said yes. And I went home at 10 p.m. Um, I washed my car. I vacuumed and I cleaned. I was excited. I was nervous, but I was very excited. Yes. And so we went on a two and a half hour lunch date. Three hour. Yeah, it was almost three hours. And we just talked and sat and it was the best first date ever. The last first date ever. Ooh best now the problem was when she was leaving i asked for her email because like i said the next day she was flying back to australia and so here we are with this issue we had a wonderful first date uh we really enjoy the time getting to know each other and yet we lived 400 light years away from each other (laughs) and so what do you do And so that started our long-distance relationship. That brings us to this idea of the good and the hard and the tension of living in the good and the hard because um, I feel like in our story, the really, really hard and very, very good kind of both started from the beginning of the story. Um, We knew from the very beginning that we did not live anywhere near each other and that if anything was going to come of this, 
this was not going to be an easy, simple road. It wasn't going to be this cute, happy little story. Um, it wasn't going to be like those wonderful, but ridiculous and untrue romantic movies you see on TV that they're like, oh, yes, I will leave everything for you. And they lived happily ever after. So, But you do. <laughs> you do live happily ever after. <laughs> Yes, Aaron likes to tell people, what do you tell them? That these are the best, wait, wait, what? It's been the happiest 12 years of my wife's life. Yes, that's what like he that. tells people, of her life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 12, um, 13. Almost. 13. Um, if we were in the same city, uh, we would hang out, go watch a movie, um, get some dinner and whatnot. But... With a long distance, you just have uh, letters and you have the phone. And so for a while, we just had these long uh, emails. And no, then about. No, it got better than that. Like, well, the beginning, beginning was emails. And then about um, seven, eight months into it, we tried talking on the phone and Guys, we found this. It was this just emails for seven, eight months. That's insane. Yeah insane okay so then maybe it's good to talk about this because it's good to remember where we've been and how god's kind of led us and provided yes. for but us but insane if you said that to someone today they'd be like what no they would say what? go clean your fish's tank or something like that <laughs> and then we we found this program that we can talk like google voice google something i thought it was skype was skype it? no before no, skype before this skype. was before skype so yes, it, it, like it allowed us to uh, kind of talk on the phone through some website, but it wouldn't uh, work very it well. Was, technology was bad and our connection was so terrible. So usually what happened was one of us was able to talk and the other person couldn't hear the person talking. So like one of us would talk, one person would hear and the other person would write responses yeah, was, that was the beginning of our oh phone man. conversations. Oh, man. Um, Those were really bad. But there were <laughs> days that I would wonder, you know, is this real? Um, is this the right person? Um, is are there she things... even real? Well, that too. Yeah. Um, you know, do I really know this person? And, mm. and someone said to me, uh, keep talking. The more you're talking, the more you will get to know their heart and their character. Um, things will come to the surface, you know, things will come up. And so looking back, um, we spent many, many hours on the phone together. Um, there were, I think more towards the end, we were on the phone seven to nine hours uh, a week. And all in all, we wrote um, an incredible amount of emails. Yes, 1100 emails. <laughs> Not like I printed them and I published them in a book. <laughs> Which you did. But Again, that allowed us to really slow down, to really listen, to really get to know each other. And that is something that we would, you know, want to encourage those who are dating uh, to make sure that the relationship is grounded in a friendship because so much of married life is friendship. And that friendship comes from a deep and growing knowledge of each other. Um, you have to be careful that the relationship is not grounded in emotions. Emotions are important. Definitely important and definitely a part of um, the story and a part of the equation. But if um, emotions, especially early on, if emotions are like everything, um, everything that you base anything in the relationship on, 
it's kind of a scary place to be. Yeah, you can't um, kind of think well. Uh, emotions indicate something about your heart, but they don't indicate really well what is right and wrong uh, because the emotions come and go. Um, and so you, you want to kind of grow in that uh, friendship. And that's something that we did. Um, and just kind of remembering this for just a few minutes here, it reminds us that it was really, really good. And at the same time, it was really, really hard. It was confusing. It was yeah. overwhelming. It was definitely confusing. The distance, um, the way that we weren't able to like connect um, when we wanted to, like when I wanted to talk to him and then he was asleep because it was a completely different time zone. Um, there was a lot of things that were really hard and not least of which is the idea that if this was going anywhere, um, that at some point one of us was going to move, right? And it was just going to be a totally big adjustment. And as much as we knew each other and we're getting to know each other, it's very, very different to be with someone in person than to be talking to them on the phone or online. While it was good, it was also it had obviously its negatives as well, positives and negatives. And so it's important to be mindful that when you, let's say, see a married couple or you hear their testimony in a few minutes and you hear their story, to be mindful that behind that, there is a lot of history. Mm -hmm. uh, behind our story, we can talk for a long time about the good and the hard, but to realize that even though we might share this within a few minutes, uh, you can't assume that it went by simply or quickly or easily. Yeah. And I think the good and the hard that God used really grew our friendship. And I think we have been able to face uh, hardships and hard seasons uh, because we really grew closer in our friendship from the beginning. That experience uh, we can see now God used for the good in our story. Agree? Yeah. No, I would definitely agree with that. And in saying like this idea of like to not kind of see people's stories from the outside and think they have it all together. I mean, we are all guilty of that, whether it's looking at someone's relationship or looking at someone's children or looking at someone's like amazing job that they have, whatever it is, um, and comparing ourselves, which is such a thief of joy. <laughs> Comparison, the thief of joy. So true. But at the same time, um, yeah, we don't know the whole story. We really don't know what was going on behind closed doors or what is going on for someone behind closed doors. And so, um, you know, while I'm so thankful that God really was with us. And when I look back on our relationship, I'm like, oh, that was just God that actually got us through. I mean, it ended up being a three year long distance relationship before we got married and from our first date to our marriage and for one and a half years just over one and a half years after our first date we did not even see each other at all in person so Aaron came out to Australia on a trip 19 months into oh well 19 months after our first date and so out of 36 months we were away from each other about 31 or 32 30, months 30, no something like that so again we look back we're in awe uh, we won't do it again. 
we would never do it again. It was <laughs> excruciating. And we don't recommend long distance relationships. Every Anytime someone tells us about, oh, I'm kind of interested. Oh, but no. they live with like, don't, no. don't, don't Run even away. go there. Go clean a fish um, tank. Just <laughs> don't do it. It's just, it was hard. And I mean, even when I was going to move here to the States, that was an excruciating difference. Uh, excruciatingly difficult time for me just emotionally and mentally I really struggled with anxiety and depression at that time because it was just such a big move and just encompassed so much Um, so there really was a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and at the same time there was so much good so I think kind of the point of this is to talk about that there are wonderful and good things in life that are also difficult and you know if God is in that and God is leading you and guiding you and calling you then we can go through walk through things that are hard and see the good in them and like fight for the good and hold on to the good and wait for uh, more good to come and I think that kind of is an encouragement this idea that just because something is hard it does not mean it is not good at the same time it can be very good and difficult at the same with in the same breath and um we'll close with this again our intent is to encourage we are uh okay to be honest to be vulnerable to open up because our intent is to come alongside and help those in hard seasons and so um, we've had the privilege of even just the last couple months connect with other young couples to just listen to them, to walk alongside them. And, and I, I have such joy in doing that. And so if you are out there and, and you would want to reach out to us and to share your story with us, or if you are uh, in a relationship and you're married and there are some things that you want to work through, or if you are single and, and you don't know how this fits for you and and you don't know why you're listening to this podcast we are here and and we want to hear your story um knowing that even in this season that you're in uh, god is allowing you to face a hard season and yet there's a good there and even if we don't see it we can trust that he is still a good god